0: I want to welcome everyone to a brand new episode of getting to the truth in this art. I'm Rob Lee from MTR podcast. And today I have the esteemed pleasure of speaking with Yoshi from Santosha well-being. Is that accurate? Santosha. Santosha. Okay. <laughs> I
1: don't think it really matters because it's Sanskrit. So, it, you know, it's a stolen language at this
0: point. <laughs> I dig it. Um, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, Obviously, uh, we're recording um, with a lot of stuff going around in the peripheral. So I definitely um, appreciate that. And I thought it was really important to kind of speak with you um, based on some of the stuff I read, like the uh, just kind of the main thing I guess I took from like viewing your website and like some of your social media stuff. You're a healer and um i mean correct me if i'm wrong there but that's what i was like taken out of it and there's a lot of stuff going on where people are experiencing pain and and things of that nature so definitely having some degree of enlightenment and being just more in tune to things is really important especially now i think Um, i will
1: say with the identity as a healer while that can be utilized for identifying purposes Humans are their own healer. I'm just a facilitator that helps with that.
0: Okay, yeah, that 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 help clarifies it. Um, so, um, could you speak a bit on like creativity and like your because ultimately this podcast is centered around like creatives and just kind of unique people in and around Baltimore. And um, I want to learn a bit more, and um, I guess the audience, uh, people that listen to this podcast, will want to learn a little bit more about how, like, just you, like, your creativity and what you do, um, I guess, as a living, what you practice?
1: As far as creativity goes, my heart and soul align with movement, be it movement through meditation or movement through fun. And I am aching a little bit with the fact that the, we don't have a night scene right now. Like, I catch myself on the weekend, like, occasionally saying, like, Oh man, I miss the dark room. Or oh man, I miss just being able to like hang out with people afterwards. And then that coincides with I guess I would identify as a flow artist. So a flow artist is using some type of obscure instrument or tool to enhance their movement, be it for visual aesthetic or for personal self. Like moving with a particular object speaks to them in a specific way, and. I used to paint, but I don't really. I'm not really called to that creative outlet as much anymore. Okay. And then another creative outlet that I have is writing, but that also kind of coincides with how I work. I, I as a identifying healer, uh, I do a lot of writing with my clients and read them things that I write, or things that are speaking from spirit through me to them in writing. And there was a small stint throughout like when quarantine first started it was like i'm gonna get into creative writing <laughs> and i tried my hand in that and that was really fun but it's one of those things where i just don't practice it that much
0: i, I saw a post um a few minutes before i think before i like kind of set up for recording and I, I think you like just wrote something you kind of presented it to um, people that saw the video and I, I liked it i thought it was good and um I wanted to, so it kind of aided me in coming up with maybe a few of the questions and retooled a few of the questions I had. Um, so energy work, I've heard that in some of the different circles I've been in. How, how would you describe energy work?
1: For me, I'm, I've been studying energy work for the last 10 years. And for me, everything is energy, uh, be it an inanimate object, an animal, a plant, a building. They all have atoms that exist within them that are vibrating at these particular frequencies to create either a solid, gas, or liquid, or however you want to categorize matter in our in our realm. So energy work, working directly with humans, is accessing those points that are invisible to the eye, and I don't want to use the word manipulate, but Creating a pathway where those frequencies that may be stagnant or outdated, making room for them to go to another place.
0: Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I I thought it was weird for a second. I was like, I should at least put video on. I was like, this could be odd, like it's from a, as an audience, like we're talking and you just see like a picture of me. I was like, all right, let Fantastic
1: me illustration of you.
0: <laughs> What'd you say?
1: It's a fantastic illustration of you.
0: Oh well thank you. And I was just like, all right, I need to actually have skin and flesh and all of that stuff at least on the screen. It's nice
1: to see people. We're in quarantine.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, and and thank you for um for, for sharing that. Um because like I've been around and I think like different people have their like different definitions and I've not really gotten like a a solid one that I kind of get and what you just provided, like I was like, okay. That's That makes more sense.
1: <laughs> Energy work is the hot buzzword right now. Everybody's got something to say about it and something to contribute. But from what I found, which is why I decided I'd spend the last 10 years reading as many books as I can and digesting as many uh, theories on quantum, uh, quantum mechanics as possible, to like, how can this be applied? Like, if this is real, if I know what I feel, how can I articulate? List of people who have no idea what's going on, because I don't think that anybody's actually well, there are people, don't get me wrong, but to like try and prove messages that are coming from an invisible place
0: right, <laughs> right.
1: that sounds that sounds bizarre
0: <laughs> then you 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 have well I think there are there are people who just like question everything. I know that i i I'm like in one of those weird spots where it's like well, some people describe it as a weird spot where. I'm open to most things. It's just like, cool, I at least start from there. And then it's just like, okay. Like, I kind of start like reading like old, like um, like Zen Buddhism stuff, like some Alan Watts stuff and just different things about like metaphysics. And I was just like, all right, cool. This kind of makes sense for me. I'm like, I'm getting it or I'm at least open enough to get it, whereas other people who I know who are smart and who have similarities to me and all of that, it was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's crazy. No, no interest in it. And I think like one of the first steps of just, just being open to something because I think that's a, that's a roadblock.
1: That's literally what energy work is, is like allowing a pathway to be open to something. <laughs>
0: um. So uh, when, I guess maybe as a practice because it – you, 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 it's possible that you could have been doing it before. Like I've been podcasting for 11 years, but I've always played with audio for maybe 25 years. So, but when would you like say that you first like recognize that eating someone in and, and healing themselves was something you were interested in? And when's like, you kind of got into it as a practice? Mm,
1: that's a fantastic question. Cause it's okay. like, I can depict parts of my life and personally apply that. It's like, oh, I need to take care of myself. And then there, are, there's like, there's a two parts to that where it's like, when did I get to that point where I decided I wanted to work with other people? So
0: what was the question again? <laughs> oh, uh, when when, did, when you... did
1: I get to that point? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I want to say, like, honestly, it's been since I've been alive. So, for the last 30 years, it's been this process as far as healing for me personally. Sure. It's like healing from childhood trauma and, and abandonment issues, and like wondering why I keep feeling the same things in different scenarios. And then discovering energy work and being able to apply it to myself. It's like this. What this makes me feel a, in a different way. This, I, I'm able to think more clearly about this situation where, as opposed to like a week ago, I wasn't. So, um, when I first decided that I was going to work with other people, it was actually something that was introduced to me by someone else. It was like kind of a serendipitous alignment of like meeting this person I haven't seen in a really long time. They introduced me to this concept of Reiki energy healing. I'm like, I didn't you ever like listen to someone and you're not listening, but like you could still hear them. Yep. So it was a conversation like that. And it sparked my interest, but I knew that I wasn't actually paying attention. I'm like, what? And he's describing these, like the feelings that he had and like the fact that he went through this training and what his training was like. And I'm like, what the fuck are you even talking (laughs) about? (laughs) What is this language you're using? Right. So that sparked my interest. I think it was around 20 years old. Okay. And then my own personal investment in healing started around 16, but I didn't actually know anything about energy work until 20.
0: Okay. Uh, like going, kind of touching back on the the trauma thing, definitely acknowledging that I, I remember I had a, a buddy who was really into, I think it was a I remember it was, I know it was a book, but he he was um, ro- watching like a video from like Raj Purdy and it was um Course of Miracles and his whole, like, I guess his organization, what he was doing was all located in like Colorado. And I'm going down being friends with the guy. I was like, hey man, so what are you watching? He's like, you're not ready for it. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't think you're ready for it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like 25 or 26. So I was like, all right, man. <laughs> but, it, but then it, it came to a point where I, um, I had a lot of stuff that, and I was like deep into, at least for from, from me, deep, deep into like looking at some of the Eastern stuff. And I was like reading for whatever reason, like a lot of Asimov stuff. Like, and it has nothing to do with sci-fi and like robots and all of that. And I'm just like, huh, our reality is weird. And I just started just kind of playing with that idea. And he and I would have these like conversations during lunch about how we're perceiving reality and all of that different stuff. And it was all just me trying to cope with um, my brother was very sick at the time. He like I thought he was going to die, so you know he was like, "I think you're ready. I think you're ready for this course of miracles." and um, And I started like like listening to it, and it helped me tremendously. It helped me It wasn't anything that was I couldn't understand. it wasn't anything that I just was having issues with. I was just like, "No, this makes sense. This is digestible." And I would just come home from work uh, and just sit there and just put that on. And then just like, oh, you got these like two hour lectures. And it's almost like the way it was said was almost like it was church. And I always had these things with like that organized religion setup. I was like, this works for me. And I understand it. And it's actually giving me relief. I was like, I'm going to stick with this. And we'll see. And I still always make reference back to it. So I think it's, uh, it's good. It's good to, when you realize it and it's like something that you can use later in your life, like that's probably been maybe eight years that I've kind of been open to it and kind of aware of it. Oh, wow. Um, it's like, it has to shake you and it's like certain
1: things will just speak through you where it's like, Oh, this is the information. That's like interesting that you said. It's like, oh, you're not ready for this now. <laughs> and I'm curious, like, if you would have seen it then, would you be open to it later, or would you just like not even want to experience that like visual thing ever again? <laughs>
0: true, true, absolutely. Because. Um, like we, we were doing the thing he and I we, we we had like a really weird like kind of friendship because we used to trade in spices like I got some turmeric Ooh. I have some uh I have uh some like in the goes. olden days yes yes and um <laughs> and where we were at it was a very um Jesuit university and people were like what are you guys doing I was like we're selling drugs because we're black guys and <laughs> because I that's how I use humor that's my one of my things so um so I remember we, we were trading like kind of in that and we were also trading in just some of the stuff we learned. So he would put me on to like other stuff, um, kind of in the same vein, but maybe a little bit like deeper. And it would be like CDs, like he had like old CDs. And he's like, this isn't even on YouTube or anything. Like literally you need to have a copy of the CD. And,
1: Damn, that's an exclusive stuff.
0: Yeah, and um, he was telling me about the investment that that he did when I think he had like a a reading. I don't know the exact nomenclature, but he said it was literally a a session with um, Raj Purdy, and it was like two hours. And he was like, "Yeah, I'll write everything out after we talk, and I'll almost like give you a dossier of everything and what you could be looking for in your life." And I was like, man, I feel like I'm taking out of this relationship. Let me share what I know. And I still am over some Alan Watts stuff. He's like, huh, he's very wordy. I don't really get it. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess you're not ready. <laughs> so that's, like, that's no, what no, I was no, doing. I'm
1: just not feeling it.
0: Yeah. Um. And that's
1: totally okay, too. It's like some stuff lands and some stuff does not.
0: Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. Like um, one of the things I took out of it is like out of um, Raj Purdy stuff is like, you you may not you just may not be ready for it at that moment, and you know that's that's something that definitely sticks with me too. Um, so going going back to some of the questions I had, uh, as far as like speaking around healing and just energy work and and, and things in that kind of scope, um, what were you saying? What like some of the biggest misconceptions that people have, like when in, when even talking about it, like I don't believe in that <laughs> or whatever. <laughs>
1: That apparently whatever my experience is, is one that doesn't exist because they cannot fathom that I would have an experience that they could never even empathize.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So it's just, wow. So because they don't share it, then they just can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, it seems like there's a lot of that, that, that goes on, especially right now. <laughs>
1: it's serendipitous, right? <laughs>
0: uh-huh. It's like some, some version of gaslighting. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, um, but like before that used to really get me down, like, and I had a lot of this knowledge and had a lot of these feelings and I just kind of keep them to myself. And then even in my friend circle, which has changed very drastically as I've gotten more immersed in this practice. It's like, I knew that even if I were to say certain things out loud, it would not land. The Same thing with like you watching that film. It's like, you know, this isn't quite for me. So it's like, it'd be a very, very lonely existence where it's like, yeah. where is everybody? So it's like, well, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. And like, it took me a long time to get to that point where I was like, I'm gonna share what I'm gonna share. And if it doesn't land on anybody, or if it doesn't land on everybody, that's okay because there might be someone who like hears a small seed of a nugget of information and then that can like what is that with like a snowball that flows yeah. down the hill and it's like that could like because that's how it started for me it was like that small little nugget from this person that i was barely listening to like sharing that whatever information they were sharing to me like that created the snowball effect that got me to where i am right now
0: that's great uh I think with how I got some of it, like just being aware, I also, interestingly enough, was in, uh I, I was uh, going to therapy at the time and the therapist I had, because, mm-hmm. you know, some of the ones that uh, I've had in the past, I was like, yeah, this is not a fit. And the therapist that I had, he specialized in like mindfulness and he was into Eastern philosophy and he was a nerd. I was like, Yo, we're boys like this is great
1: <laughs> yeah, <just> like dating <laughs>
0: yeah and you know it was it was three years and uh it was a lot of stuff that now it's just like I still have here and I'm I'm always very weird when it comes to emotions and I've never had anybody cry when we've moved to that next level like you have everything you need man let's let's kind of move forward and he had this thing with like seashells or what have you. And he was like, I give this to each one of my, um, each one of the people that I work with. And I still have that. It's like one of those like small, like, like tokens that I have that is always close by. And I was like, this was a very transform- transformative time for me. Um, I'm actually surprised I'm sharing that. <laughs> uh,
1: wow. <laughs> it's like the energy that's like, that you had in that moment with that therapist, yeah. it's in that totem that's yes. your totem of that moment. So you can yes. take all of these experiences everywhere you go with you because it's in that material object. That's like, that's like this woo-woo energy stuff too.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, cause hey, like you'll hear different pieces of it for a lot of people to try not to acknowledge that these ideas exist, whether really big or really small, but they exist and people talk about it. Like I remember he mentioned to me at one point as I was having issues with adjusting to my workplace and he was just like, maybe start bringing stuff from a more comfortable place there and you can kind of transfer like that energy kind of thing where it's like, where in your creative place are you most comfortable? He's like, maybe bring some of those things there and maybe you Mm -hmm. can kind of have that feeling. And then I would hear some of the same stuff in the office. I was like, hmm, suspicious. But I was like, I trust him. I don't trust the job. So I don't trust everyone else in this situation. Though. I don't trust the man. Um, <laughs> so how, how would one identify a, a, a good healer or a healer that, that works for them or that you think would work for them? Uh, maybe it's a clunky question.
1: No, it's, it's something like that automatic writing that I just posted. It yeah. like resonates with that like for one to be able to have their own individualized discernment that comes from inside of them, that can come from wherever spirit is, and then they have their own perception on how they receive information, that is the best navigation for figuring out what's a good healer for you. Because gotcha. like, I don't know every healer and I know I don't know everything. All I know is my perception, my experience and the things that I've, that I've studied so to speak, that someone would have more knowledge versus another, or one would be malicious versus another, like that would be the own individual's discernment to figure that out for themselves.
0: Okay, that's good. I'm going to abandon the rest of my questions because free-flowing seems to work a little bit better. Um, (laughs) I I, I mean, I got to admit it. Uh, So I guess... um, you got some you got some new questions that aren't written down? <laughs> I might I might have new questions. Um I'm just trying to think about the best way to get them out there because I'm I'm a I'm a chronic overthinker, just Aquarius is. I don't know. Um <laughs> just shake your head.
1: I got Aquarius moon. I'm a chronic overthinker.
0: <laughs> so I, I guess like since ultimately one of the one of the key things about about this podcast, um is Sean Baltimore in a, in a more, I guess, positive light, I, you know, to use that terminology. Because we, we have a lot of nonsense that gets to... We're attached to a lot of nonsense that's not real, I think.
1: That's because we got a lot of black people here. And because they don't take care of us. What?
0: <laughs> <flat. laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> that's
1: That's the only reason why we get such bad light.
0: <laughs> so just in very, very, very general terms, like... What would be a few things that, that you would save for someone that's like looking to like they identify, I got stuff that I'm dealing with, I got traumas that I'm dealing with, what would be like a few jewels, a few gems that you would put out there, just generally speaking, because I know everyone's different. But I would
1: has- ask this is an interesting question because I try to individualize every single like client to practitioner experience as much as possible. So depending on what it is, I'm going to ask a couple questions before I know it's comfortable for me to work with this person. Because it might not, I might not, it's me too. Like I'm I'm in this. (laughs) As much as I would like to take your money and like have you find enlightenment, if I'm not going to be able to facilitate, then it's not going to be helpful for any of us. Sure. What was the question again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, like in a, oh, in a what real are some general, gems. yeah. What are
1: some gems,
0: yeah, yeah. What are wait, some what gems we- you you would put out there? Like we all, I think we all have some version of trauma. Not all is is different, I, and I understand that. Um, but I guess, like, what oh, could- I got it. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. 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 Yeah. Oh wait, no, maybe I don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things swirling around in my head right now. Because I'm excited.
0: <laughs> um, but what what would you put out there? Like, let's say, like, just someone is like general they're like, I don't know what it is, I can't identify. Cause some people just come there and you'll have a conversation with them. And I've been in this spot a lot recently, where you know, people just come to me and it's like, what do you think about this? I was like, I know nothing. I was like, I am unqualified. But then because I think what I try to do is just, I critically think and I just analyze everything. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm really weird with how I ask questions. I was like, I want this to come out right. I don't want to be misunderstood in what I'm trying to say. And we'll, we, you know, I'll talk to a person and initially they're like, oh, well, this is the issue. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you ever think about this? You ever think about this? How about this? And then it's like layers under that, like much like a seven layer dip at the bottom of that bedrock. is like, really, it's this. It's like, oh.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's what I do. I try to discern like, what these layers are by asking questions because I don't want to apply my own ignorance or my own perception to someone else's experience, especially when they're coming to me as a space to open up to. Sure. And with that knowledge that I have, so it depends on what the situation is like for instance, I'm having a hard time getting over my dad not being around. I can resonate with that because I have personal experience with that. But I still need to make sure that I'm far away enough from it so I can receive this person's information. So with that, I know that that information that they share with me, I'll go and like the knowledge I have on how chakras, human energy systems work. Yes. I'll try and figure out like by listening. Okay, so I know that fear of abandonment exists in the root chakra. And the root chakra is our grounding. It's it's what we are. I am. That is what the root chakra says. So that would tell me that this person is having issues with self-identifying because somewhere along the line with their existence, they felt like they had to question it often, be it by a parental figure or be it by they were told something. And usually these things come out like in the formative years. A lot of the issues that we're working through are either directly reflecting what we experienced in childhood or things that happened in childhood that seem to repeat themselves, or at least we perceive as they repeat themselves. So I would ask questions pertaining to like, all right, what chakra does this, does this problem, it could be physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual problem, where does that live based on what I know from the human energy systems?
0: That, I think that answered my question. So that's fantastic. <laughs> um, I guess the last question, because I know we got to wrap up in a bit um, last question, and then we'll get into some shameless plugs. So tell people where they can find you and check you out and all of that good stuff. This is the most important question I'm going to ask today. What is the name of your Flamingo behind you?
1: This is Francis. <laughs> Francis is here all the time. And Francis keeps hold of some very special jewelry pieces that I wear. They also keep hold of my pendulum that I use with clients when we need to answer a yes or no question. That's a that's a whole other can of worms with like pendulum readings. People aren't hip to it. Cause it's like, why is that moving by itself? It's like, it's not, it's energy.
0: <laughs> I, I am very, very, very interested now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think, I think that's that's it. And thank you. Thank you. Um, so shameless plug time. Tell people where they can check you out. This, is, this has been great. Um, this has been great. But yeah, sh- tell people where they can find you, where they can check you out, social media, all the stuff that you want to share.
1: Social media. Instagram's probably the hot place to find me at the moment, which my handle is Yoshi Santosha. Excuse me, Yoshi underscore Santosha. And I have a website, santoshawellbeing.com. That's it.
0: that's that was the briefest one
1: in baltimore on bicycle or roller skates or i'm in somebody's backyard with a hula hoop and i'm yelling
0: (laughs) maybe maybe procuring flowers to make rose water or something i'm
1: probably in your backyard picking flowers i'm so sorry but i asked the flower if it was okay first they said yes so who has ownership here
0: (laughs) (laughs) well um thank you this has been great. Um, I, cause they, there's something happening tonight There's something with a moon or something tonight, right? I'm there's a into-
1: full moon and an eclipse.
0: That's something, right? That's a thing, right?
1: Yeah, that's a thing. I mean, we have planet phases all the time, but like this is one, cause there's eclipse season is an opportunity to shed light on the dark and then full moon. It's like very bright. So it's like the power of a full moon that has this covering a lunar eclipse for a questionable amount of time where it's like, oh, my gosh. So the energy that comes with that can feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm in the dark. I don't know what to do. And then everything crumbles. But really, destruction makes room for creation. So Mm -hmm. be careful on the weekend because I have a feeling that people are going to be losing There are going to be people that are losing their mind, but there's also going to be people that are going to be giving a lot of care. So people come Monday, Tuesday, are going to be very tired. (laughs) Everybody should be really gentle with one another.
0: (laughs) Good to know. Good to know. And um, again, thank you. And um, for Yoshi, this has been Rob Lee for getting to the truth in his art. And I'm saying that there's art everywhere. You just have to look for it.